Blog Talk Radio. Hello everyone, it's EB Awareness Week. Welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is the monthly radio show podcast that focuses on education about epidermolysis bullosa, understanding, support, and encouragement, tips, and general information regarding advocacy and the need for awareness, all about EB. My name is Sylvia. I'm your host, and I'm also an EB mom. My son, Nikki, is 18 years old and has the recessive dystrophic form of EB. Uh, today's guest is Christy Zink. Hello and welcome, Christy. Hi, how are you? We're good, good. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, um, I'm a mom of three very active young children. Um, I have a nine, seven, and five-year-old, and we live in a a rural community in Minnesota, and um, I work from home as um, a photographer, and I do some freelance graphic work, and um, we just kind of uh, hang out in the country. Hang out in the country. Oh, it's nice. So tell me, when and how did you get involved with EB Awareness? You know, when I tell this story, um, it's... it's, um, I'm always I'm always reminded how of the power of social media because quite frankly, it was completely by chance that I even found out what EB was and it was simply, you know, I was up late at night working, um, and my brain needed a break so, you know, I went out on Facebook and this was back in um, 2011, 2010, 2011, and. you know, a friend of mine down south uh, had posted, you know, or had liked a page or something like that, and I saw it, and I went out to the page, and I I saw a little boy, and I thought, oh, that's that's sad, and I thought, I'll come back and look at it later. And a couple days later, um, a post came up in my news feed from that page, and it was his mom. Uh, she posted a link to her blog, and I thought, well, I'll go look at it. I was completely unaware what yeah. that mouse click was going to do. Um, I went out to the blog and I read the post, and I, I was I was in tears. I I I was so heartbroken, upset, and I decided at that moment that I needed to go back. And I I I went back and I read the entire blog from from day one. I finished wow. at about four in the morning. And for the next couple of days, I, I could not get it off my mind. I was Googling EB, trying to find answers. I I felt like, yeah. you know, this can't be hopeless. There has to be something. Um, and then after a few days, I, I reached out to his mom. And yeah. um, initially it was, you know, everything I did was, you know, uh, kind of focused on this particular child. Um and then I realized that there were so many others who needed help and needed a voice, and it really just his particular story catapulted me into what has you know come come today. So it's wow. just one little boy, one one story 
changed. Can how... you tell us who that was? Or no. oh yeah, yeah absolutely, to... absolutely. So okay. um, it was it was Trip Roth. Um, many people yeah. probably uh, know who he is uh, if they're involved in EB simply because Courtney, his mother, kind of put a face yeah. to you know what EB was um, right. through her blog, and uh, I mean it, it was uh, her writing was yeah, very meaningful and yes. Yeah, so it linked Very me to him, and then through through him, uh, you know, I read so many other stories that, uh, while heartbreaking, at the same time, I mean, I felt extremely inspired, and I knew, yeah. I knew that I had to do something. I knew that I had to get involved some way, somehow, and that's kind of how it all began. Okay, so is that when you decided to start the campaign, I Refuse EB, the website and all So that? the fall, uh, a- after I'd come back from Louisiana from doing some fundraising, um, it's really odd when you put yourself out there um, because you get some really positive feedback and it's it feels really good. People tell you that you're inspiring. and um, Unfortunately, you get negative feedback as well. Oh, sure, and yeah. I was not prepared for that, um, and so one night I'm a night owl, so I'm I'm on the computer, and um, I was feeling a bit defeated because I had all of a sudden had this influx of messages that were not positive, and um, I posted something about it, and a friend of mine posted a link to the song by Josh Wilson called "I Refuse." And this was this was like the late late fall, early winter of 2011. Okay. And um, I listened to the words, and in that moment, I knew. I mean, it was it spoke to me, and so in that moment, yeah. I knew that you know I was going to go forward, and that's kind of where the whole concept of of I refuse came from. So okay. it was from the, the lyrics of a song. And for me, it was, you know, I refuse to sit back and do nothing. I'm not yeah. going to sit back when I have the ability to do something. So that's kind of how that all started, just, again, that's social awesome. media. Yeah, and I met you at the 2012 uh, Deborah PC uh, Patient yes. Care Conference. Yes. And so that was, that was your first uh, event that you went to, I guess, the first conference. That you went yes, to, yeah, and I guess. it was yeah. really the first opportunity. Um, I mean, up until then, I had, you know, made contact with some families via, you know, uh, social media, but I'd never had an opportunity to really meet anybody. Um, yeah. Meeting the families actually really, um, yeah. That that it, really uh, uh, changed. It was how heartbreaking I felt for me. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I have a kid with EB. You know, it's really hard for me to go to these things. Um. Uh, because even though I live it every day, just to see somebody else suffering, just like my son, it's just right. I have a hard time. And I remember texting my husband saying, "I don't know if I can, you know, be here the whole time." You know. <laughs> and so, but what is your biggest inspiration and hope for your campaign? You know, I I look at uh, I've I've had the opportunity I, I've been extremely blessed to meet families who come to Minnesota to to yeah. um, be consulted by Dr. Tolar. Some of them go through um, the trial, and when you watch 
the transformation that these these kids go through, um, you know, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> but when oh. you see, you, you have a child who yeah. a parent has been told, you know, there's there's no hope, go home yeah. and live as best you can and until it's over. Yeah. And then you have this doctor who is putting himself out there to give them hope. And you you meet this yeah. child and you can see their agony and it it it's very heartbreaking. Um and then yeah. Over time, that look in their eyes changes from agony to something much different. Um, You know, there's a a little girl, my friend Gabrielle, I think you know her actually. um, Her daughter, uh, when I first met her, you know, my heart broke and there was a lot of sadness for me. But now when I'm with her, there is this this hope and this joy. Because her life has been made a little bit better, yeah. and so, you know, I'm I'm inspired. I mean, I'm inspired by by Dr. Tolar's dedication and his commitment, his compassion. But I'm also inspired by the the people he's caring for, um, and yeah. the hope that is in this research. Um, you know, and yeah. All in all, it's it's the families, the adults, the children, the caregivers. I mean, they really, all of them inspire me in some way. Um, I, oh. it, it is the, it, they have all changed my life in in, in some way. So I'm I'm very grateful, um, and I okay. I feel and I hope that through the things that I do, um, you know, that they will continue to, you know, these kids will get have a better chance, you know, and have, yes. Some have kind hope, of hope, you know, some yeah. kind of hope. Now, uh, do you have any events coming up with your refuseeb.org um, uh, organization? I plugged in your website there. Fast. <laughs> well, right now, so right now with EB Awareness Week, we have, um, so we have put out there kind of all of our remaining stock um, of apparel. We're going to try to um, update things as the new year okay. comes but we put everything on there 50% off for EB awareness so oh, um, check it out yeah and so this it's is all, at org. yep and you just click on the shop okay. it's all um, half off free shipping so um, awesome. so we have that going on and then over the winter months um, we do uh, I do take a little bit of a break because um, we help support Lori Sterner's Butterfly Fund, and we do the Secret Stocking Project for the holidays. Okay, great. So we take part in that, and we'll have a link up for that. Um, and ongoing, um, I'm actually working on getting um, Ethan's Bandage Project, which is ongoing, get that up on, okay. on a link up on there for people as well. And then in February, um, we are very fortunate to have uh, a parent who um, supports us, and they have an EB Gala, which is out east, and we'll we'll have um, some details coming up as that comes a little bit closer. So, 
so I guess that you know that pretty much answers my next question. So how are the different ways you raise funds for EB and yeah. you know, the website and items yep. and things? Now, how can people actually donate per se? So what's really great, um, there's a couple different things you can do. Obviously, when you go to irefuseeb.org and click the donate tab, you can make a direct donation to our fund. Our fund okay. is tied directly with the University of Minnesota, okay. and the good thing about that is um, the university's medical foundation, it, they, they are paid uh, through state funds. So all donations to that fund, 100% goes to Dr. Tolar okay, and this great. particular research. So that, when you make a donate on my yeah. – I'm sorry. When you donate through that site, um, it, it yeah. brings you right to our fund. All the money goes to Dr. Tolar, 100%. Okay, so, that so it's none answers, of this like, – so that answers my next questions, which is where do the funds go that you raise, yep. uh, Dr. Yep. Tolar? Now, yep. um, next question, what do you think aside a cure is the biggest need of EB families? Um, you know, and, and we've discussed this a little bit before. Um, I, yeah. I just really feel that there are so many gaps, um, a lot of yeah. gaps in um, what families get as far as support. Um, you know, my my son does a, a bandage project, and okay. there are so many families who go without adults, yeah. children, um, people, people in general who are affected by EB do not yeah. have adequate resources, in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, I have a mom who used to have everything covered through Medicaid, and she moved to a different state. She now has no, like, they will not cover anything. And yeah. so there's no because consistency. Medicare, because Medicare is state-funded, so every state has their right. own. Yep, so know, every state laws. has their own yeah. own set of rules, and um, there's 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 no consistency. And so um, families either go without, they try to pay out of pocket, um, and keeping in mind a lot of these families are one-income households because one parent stays at home to take care of a child. You know, or you have an adult who is transitioning um, into independence, yes. and they they can't get resources. So, right. you know, all in all, yeah. there's just not there's just there needs to be something to yeah. fill these gaps. People should not have to go without the the supplies that are vital to keeping them safe and healthy. Them, them and keeping them alive as far as, you know, That's exactly, I'm exactly. You know. exactly. I mean, I and moved no... from, uh, yeah, I lived in Arizona and there was nothing. There was no program for children with disabilities that helped pay for bandages. There was zero. There was absolutely zero. And then in California, there's California Children's Services. And there's also in-home supportive services that helps the parents. So California is is, is a good good state to be in also i heard ohio is good i mean it's just but it depends so much on where you live that's right and then think about think about um okay so nikki is 18 now yeah so think about those with eb who have gone beyond the age of 18 they don't even have anything so like it's hard to find children's services i'm finding that it's even more difficult to find services for right I mean, I too. know yeah. I know Dr. Coates who takes take, takes care of Nikki at Children's Hospital. He told me no matter how long how old he is, you'll you know you'll see him. The only thing that worries me is once he reaches you know 
ages of 26 that he ages out of our insurance, um, right. you know, well, I don't know what's going to happen then. But, you know, I'll exactly. cross that bridge when I get there because it's a few years off and we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It could be cured Absolutely. or, you know, or who knows? Let's hope you that. Know? I don't want to think that what else could happen. You know, I, I don't right. want to go no, there. No, absolutely. I just can't go there. We have to keep that hope. And I just, I really yes. feel that they have made such milestones in the last several years that I think it's closer than we probably realize. Yeah. So I'm keeping my fingers gosh, crossed. I hope so. Gosh, I, I hope so. So my next question was, what do you wish was different in our society in general that could help EB patients? You know, um, you know, there's a number of there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I I feel like we are in a society that really lacks compassion in some, not always, not everyone, um, but I mean, I see it locally with anybody that has a uh, something that causes them to look physically different. We yeah. tend to stare or uh, make comments that are not appropriate. Um, we we don't ask, yeah. you know. We don't, you know. Yeah. We we sometimes judge. Uh, you know, I know several parents who, you know, were accused of doing something to their child. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I really wish that as a society, we would learn to be more accepting, more compassionate, and rather than turning away turning yeah. towards and doing something to help. Um, because yeah. the reality is it could be any one of us at some point in our lives that has something happen to them. You know, yeah. I mean, at any given time, something could happen to tragically change our lives. And yeah. I know that if I were in that situation, I would want to be met with compassion, not, you know, rudeness or... Um, judgment you know stares and things like that yeah and i just think that if we have more of a compassionate attitude and outlook it just makes the world a much better place yeah i agree you know so what um what touches you particularly about eb patients you know sylvia (laughs) we talk a lot about uh the devastation you know, there's absolutely no doubt that a lot of patients, those affected by EB, have excruciating pain. There's a lot of devastation. Uh, we, we're well aware of all of those facts. However, when I am with someone or I see a picture or a video, it always amazes me. And and brings me this feeling inside that I can't really describe, but they have this spirit, like yeah. it's undeniable, and it's like nothing I've ever seen. And it is just, it's exuberant. It is beautiful, and it is like um, they're not allowing EB to be who they are. They're not defined yeah. by it. You know, I know uh, several young people who just are constantly defying the odds. And to me, I mean, first of all, I look at my life and think, well, I have nothing to complain about, nothing. Um, And then I think, 
wow, of of all the stuff that they, all the challenges they face, everything that they deal with, they have this attitude and this this way that they just persevere all the time, and it, it just moves yeah. me in a way that it's it's really hard to describe. It it really is. It's, and being yeah. in the presence of of someone like that, it's very infectious and yeah. it's very motivating. It's, there's some kind of energy to it, right? That is just definitely. different. Definitely, the energy yeah, without a doubt. is more peaceful, more zen, more. Anytime I'm with Nikin, and I mean, I know changing band is not a fun thing for both of us, but when he sits on the couch with me and we get started, I have this serenity, peace thing coming over me, you know, because yeah. of this presence there. I mean, it's um, yeah, I completely, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Now, how has getting involved in EB awareness changed your life? Um. You know, that's it, it's. I would love to be able to have a straightforward answer. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but it has I hate to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, but you know, it has impacted me in such a way that like it, nothing is going to be the same. The way I yeah. teach my children is completely different. Um, the way I embrace those around me is completely different. The way my outlook on certain things is totally different. Um, the the things that, you know, there are so many things that we take for granted, you know, things that we do, things, you know, about our lives. I have a completely different perspective now. Yeah. Um, when I look back at my life five years ago and compare it to now, um, my life is so much better. My life is so much better because I am, I have been accepted by this community of people. Um, they allow me to be a voice for them, for their children, um, and I feel like they. I feel like that it's part. We're part of a family. I when oh. I say that I love them, it's a genuine feeling. Um, oh. And so I just, I really feel like I, there's absolutely no way that I would, I would never, ever change a thing. I feel very connected to, to many people, and I, I just feel like, uh, all in all, I feel like I am a better person because of the people in this community, whether they are other advocates, caretakers, children, adults, in some way. They all inspire me. They all make me want to do better. And they fill my heart with a lot of love and peace and joy. And there are sad times, without a doubt. But yeah. the way that they everybody comes together in those times, it's pretty incredible. It's it's pretty yeah. incredible. It's a it's an amazing community to be community to be a part of, for sure. Awesome. So do you have any words of wisdom for us or parting thoughts? <laughs> so I, I want to tell you just a, a quick, I'll try to be very quick, a, a quick story sure. it happened real recently. Um, uh, a friend of mine not that long ago uh, this summer, I guess maybe late summer, posted a video of her son in the tub, and it went viral. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, before that even happened, uh, you know, I saw the video, but before I knew it went viral, um, I went running that night and I posted a little video uh, sending him some words of love and encouragement. And I got a message from somebody. And the message said that I was wasting my time because I am sharing this information with ordinary people, and it's not going to make a difference. I need to share my information with people who can make a change. And I sat and I thought about that for a really long time. And I thought, you know what? I am an ordinary person. And you want to know something? Five years ago, I saw a post on Facebook. Five years ago, my life changed because I saw something. And I decided when I saw that, that I wanted to do something. And I followed my heart. So I want people to remember that it doesn't matter, you know, if you are have, you know, a whole bunch of friends or, you know, how many people see what you post. It only takes one person, one person that you can ignite their passion. Yeah. When, when we do something that causes, it, it could be a real small ripple, but that ripple causes more ripples and it can make waves. So you have to follow your heart. You Don't worry about what anybody else says. You do what's in your heart because it will never be wrong, never. And don't ever let someone tell you that you're just one person and you can't make a difference because I don't believe that. I believe that everybody has has the ability to make a difference because I completely agree. You what what is the saying? Um, you can you can be you may be one person to the world, but or to, but to one person you are the world. You know, I mean it it really yeah. that really is true. Um, true. You know, so that that would be my my thoughts. So. Yeah. My parting thoughts. Well, thank yes. you so much, Christy. It was thank a you. pleasure having you as a guest. And thank you for being um, my guest. I appreciate it. Well, Sylvia, it was a pleasure. Thank you for thinking of me. And um, I hope that everybody uh, in, enjoys the rest of the week and continues to spread the word and get people to yes. share information and, and stuff about EB and educate and and get the word out there. All right. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Butterfly Talk. If you'd like to be a guest or if you have an idea for a future show to share, please send me a message either on the Blog Talk Radio page for the show or my ebinfoworld.com Facebook page. This is the best way to get in touch with me. Until next month, ciao. Bye, Christy. Bye-bye. Bye.